I've heard that we were only able to focus on three things at once. And I'm talking about in the, the, the mental sense when you're, you know, working on a task, you're learning something new, that there is this rule of three. It's so interesting. I mean, it, it repeats in so many different places in life, this rule of three. So you can only, it, like a top three list, you can easily process mentally those three points. But once you go beyond three, you struggle a little bit. Now, I'm sure if you trained your brain to, you know, you, you use visual methods that you could push these into memory much easier and have, you know, long lists that are committed. But when you don't do that, when you just listen and try to learn, it seems this rule of three exists. That's only on a mental sense. This isn't on a physical sense where when you're actually doing tasks laid out in front of you, you can only work at one thing at a time. I mean, that just is the only physical material possibility that exists. So when the subject of this show came up, I was thinking, well, what is multitasking really? And that's where I want to you know, clear up any confusion that might exist in the, the version of multitasking. You know, the first one is that you're doing more than one thing at the same time. And the second thing is you just keep switching back and forth. So you have like five things laid out in front of you that have to get done. And you work on this one and then this one. And then you go back to this one and you, your brain just keeps jumping back and forth. I mean, it's kind of a good analogy if you think about it, right? That the mind naturally in a egotistical state in a in a emotional state it kind of just does that right it just jumps back and forth from all of your fears and all of your stresses so it almost seems like that mental issue is becoming material in the idea of multitasking now I, i've not not done too much deep research in on this but i i fathom a question is those people out there, including myself at times, who multitask, is it usually when you're in a state of mental chaos? So is the need, the feel for the need of multitasking is because your mind is in chaos? And it's, it's a very interesting thought. I, I, you know, it's something that I definitely would like to delve deeper in on. But what it really comes down to is multitasking in general is just creating a mindset of stress. You are seeing this massive amount of things to do. Let's just say those five things in front of you. And you want them all to be done so you can go on to the next five things. So by having all of these things in front of you saying they have to be finished. Well, that's not really the best way to live. You know, I, I would hope. I would, you know, pray for you to have a job or a career where you have the ability to focus in on one thing at a time, because otherwise, what's the point? You don't learn anything. You don't use the most efficient methods, which I'll talk about. Instead, you're just kind of like, you know, throwing things against the wall and hoping it sticks. And if you're in a state of stress and tension, it really does take longer in the, in, the, in the overall scheme of it 
to finish those five tasks if you're moving back and forth because you're not really focusing in on any one problem specifically. And in my experience, I find if you can focus in on a problem and get into that zone state where it's only this thing in front of you that exists in the world, you're 100% on that task, this is when the messages, when the ideas, they flow more naturally. And then if you can get a more efficient solution from a calm state and finish it, it's going to be much quicker than going back and forth and, and tension is like, oh, logically, how can I get this done? And that's just, you know, that's just going to hurt you. It's going to hurt the situation. It's going to hurt your employer who, you know, wants the best solution. You know, you might find a solution that sticks to the wall, but it's not the best solution. You know, finding the best solution that not only fixes the problem in that moment, but fixes the problem for the foreseeable future as well, that's more efficient for the business. So any employer or manager who forces you into a stressful state and, you know, wants you to multitask and wants you to, you know, push, push and, you know, look like you're actually working instead of if you sit there and contemplate a solution it doesn't look like you're working and then people are going to come by and think you're slacking off you know this is all part of the same disturbance that is occurring in the world where you know it should be more important to create than to try you know strong arm a solution into place but i would dare say that multitasking doesn't even exist this is something I personally believe in because I have attempted it. You know, back in the day when I had my nine to five job, you know, I do a lot of technical support, computers and whatnot, and I could take 10, 20 cases at one time and then just work my way through them. So, you know, this one is an easy solution. This one is an easy solution. You know, get those out of the way first or anything that's high priority, you put that at the front. And sometimes I could find myself with four, five, six different things that were going at once. Hey, I made an art of it. And in the most part, I mean, in that field of, you know, technical support, you could technically do this. And I'll come back to the idea of automation later. So the computers and, and artificial intelligence and all this is just creating this world of automation. And automation shouldn't be considered as multitasking. Automation should be considered as having a helper. And that's basically it. Because as the helper, in that case, a computer program is doing what it needs to do, you can then switch over to something else. Now, I know in the sense of keeping your mind calm and stress, that might not be the best way of doing it, but it definitely is the most efficient. So, I mean, nothing is ever cut and dry. Nothing is ever set in stone or black and white. All of this, actually everything I talk about, exists in a field of gray. Because the world doesn't run exactly as you see it. You know, everybody's lives and experiences are different throughout the entire world. So really, multitasking without automation is really just quick, quickly switching from one thing to another. And the reason that this isn't the best way to do it is because it's going to ruin your momentum. And energy momentum is a huge part of what they call the zone. So when you enter that state known as the zone, 
you are basically focused in on one thing and you're going down this mental train of thought. So this thought leads to this thought leads to this thought. And as you're building that up, you know, letting letting it come to you and then eventually it will find itself a solution. There's a real beautiful flow to reality, to life, to all this craziness. And I think that that state of the zone, and not only are you in a content and pleasant state as you enter it, it's it's free of worry, it's full of excitement, but the situation itself finds itself solution when the brain doesn't get in the way and, and stress and fear doesn't get in the way. So having that momentum of building one thought to the next, one situation to the next, the brain now has space. It has silence. When you do the opposite and you're just staying on the logical, your brain is constantly talking to you. There's no space. There's no silence. There's no room for anything else to come in, any solutions, uh, more efficiency. You know, nothing's going to be able to dive in and present itself to you. Instead, you set the goal. You're trying to control the situation and through that, you're frustrating yourself. And then frustration just puts up mental blocks and it just doesn't work at all. And the other side of it as well, you're not finding the most efficient solution, but you're also removing learning and growth. You know, there's no, there's no time, there's no space. And without that, it's hard to learn something because once you're done this, you know, you move on to the next thing. Or if you find that solution that sticks, you might not even understand why it sticks. So you've learned nothing. And on the other side of it, if you don't really understand it fully, you don't know if that's going to last down the road and you might just be fixing that problem again within the next day, two days, or week. So there's no time to let that sink in. You don't fully learn in the moment. You haven't advanced yourself, which is really the goal when you come down to it, right? If you If you're in a job... Most people, they try and climb the corporate ladder. You know, they want to get to that next level. They want to advance themselves. And even if it's not from a sense of wanting to get a promotion from your boss, just in the sense of making yourself better and perfecting your own craft, you need that time. You need that space. So by rushing it, you know, you remove all that momentum and eventually you might come to type of some type of solution that works but what have you really gained from that? So there's no time for the lessons to sink in. So you don't fully learn. Uh, this is something I, I read. Um, oh, geez. I forget where I, where I read it, but I read it somewhere that if you were to learn something, if you spent a whole day sitting and studying on one particular subject, and this is actually something that I, 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 I talked about in the past, is I do believe that schooling should be separated up, that I, I, I believe it's very overwhelming to have multiple classes of multiple unrelated subjects in the same day. I personally believe that, you know, kids, when you finally find what they're meant to do on this planet, you know, everybody's born with this natural ability to do something and they're better than everybody else. If you can find that, then I think that's what they should focus on. You know, that and anything related to that can become their career because that's what they're going to enjoy the most. So then you're not overwhelming their mind with things they'll never use anymore, like certain, you know, math 
and uh, certain types of lessons that are just useless for them in the future and in their life, depending on what it is they're meant to do. So I think the more related it is to that, the easier they can eventually master it. And I think that's the goal with anything is to become the best of the best. You find that thing you love the most and you become the best of the best, then your whole life is basically set. Now, there might be a time where you you sit down and say, this isn't what I want to do anymore, and that's totally fine. I personally don't think that's happening if, if it's the thing you're meant to do, but that's fine as well. And then you go on and master the next thing. You take on that next journey, that next challenge, and that's totally fine. So I think if, you, if you're going to have anything with schooling is that the best thing you can do is take those five days in a week and split it up. And every day, you know, the kid focuses on a certain subject so that way they can learn, learn, learn. Like say one day is math. They learn math, you know, less and less and less in all different types of math. And then when they go to sleep at night, there's this thing that happens in the brain where the, the lessons they learn then settles and eventually gets transferred into the subconscious. And once it's in the subconscious, it's just, you know, that's where it belongs. It just becomes natural to be able to do it. I don't know. I think I think a more organized way, because the mind is very organized, would work better than, you know, a day filled with you start with math and then you go into the next course, which is English, and you go into the next course, which is whatever, social skills. And then, you know, and then at the end of the day, I think your mind's so cluttered with unrelated information that it just doesn't help the situation at all. So instead of taking a organized and thoughtful look at learning, what we do instead is we just focus on getting the task done. So here's the task in front of me. This is the one beside it. This is the one beside it. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to go on the next one, do this, get it done. And as I'm doing that, the next one and the next one and the next one are sitting on the top of my mind. They're like, okay, I have to do this. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed because I'm only on the first one. It's taking me an extra 10 minutes and I have those 20 ones that are left to do. And I, I, I just, uh, it's just too much. I'm going to go drink a beer. And that's, that's what the mind does because you've overwhelmed it and you don't learn anything in those moments because when it's overwhelmed it becomes frustrated if anything the block goes up and then you're just more apt to give up than to actually try and complete the task in the first place and it's only the threat of being fired and using your you know losing your financial stability as 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 a motivation and that's a terrible terrible motivation uh, whoever's quote it was uh, money is the root of all evil I find that's one of the best quotes that was ever invented because if you look at a lot of the problems in the world, money is usually on the very bottom, the foundation of where those problems come from. But that's another subject for another time. So we focus on that task for only a moment. We're already thinking about the next one. And because you're not actually on the journey, on the learning journey, you're basically not living you're just on to the next one and it's not just with learning and tasks that we do this we do this with everything even if when we're on vacation when the point is to settle and relax you know people on vacation they they're stuck in that stress mindset and they're always like okay what do i do next you know they just can't be in the moment it's like okay what do i have to do next 
the, the, the craziest thing I ever see is like, I don't know if you ever go to a tourist destination and or like you're in a city and you, you see somebody from a different city and they're with their family and you're like, OK, these are obviously tourists they're vacationers and they're stressed. Like they're they're pushing each other, yelling at each other. It's like well, we have to go, we have to go do this. There's only so much time to do it. Or if they're on the road, they're driving really fast and cutting people off because they got to get somewhere. And I'm like, you know, you're on vacation. It's it's okay to relax. It's okay to be more to be more laid back. And yeah, if you miss one thing or another, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. That's that's how I've always brought myself to vacations, and I and I, I always have a good time. So the word of this episode is, well, the term, the term of this episode is focused awareness. Focused awareness. That's the best I could come up with. It's, it's a very powerful thing. So diving down into it, it's basically the mind's ability to stay completely focused on the task in front of you. It's basically what they call the zone. So by being able to do this, at first, it's a little bit difficult, especially if you're not used to it, if you're used to being more in that tense state and doing the multitasking. But eventually, if you can you know, see the task in front of you, you get down into it, you set up everything that needs to be set up around it. If you're working with tools, for example, you have your tools there, you have your, your items. If it's on a computer, you have the right programs open. And then it almost becomes a dance. And there's a real beauty to that. To be able to kind of, you know, here's the problem, go and find the solution. I'm only focused on this for the moment. The other stuff isn't even entering my mind. I have that in a list beside me. You can even hide the list if that helps you and only bring the list out when you need to move on to the next one, which I find very helpful. So you have this deep dive into those moments and you're focused on that. And it just takes as long as it takes. You know, really feel what's going on in front of you, like see what's happening, the the colors, the shapes, you know, what does this represent, the solution that you're trying to come to. Let that sit on the back of your mind as you're working on it. Just that solution, no other solution. And it's funny, sometimes a solution, you come up with this one, your mind secretly and that's the important thing, secretly in the subconscious is thinking about some of the other tasks. So the solution that you come up with, the mind has worked out by itself a connected solution. So sometimes the solution you come that you didn't see before relates to the other tasks and makes those ones easier. But if you're rushing it and if you're pushing it and you're multitasking, sometimes your mind doesn't even have time or space to make those connections. So then it just ends up taking more time in the end in any way. So staying in that focused awareness and being able to deep dive on a task not only makes it more efficient and might lead to multiple solutions that are more long lasting, but it also expands your ability to enjoy the experience that's happening in front of you. And this is huge. When I was writing out the notes for this episode, this one, I just, I, I was nodding my head when I was, I got to this point, I was like nodding my head and I'm thinking, you know, this, this has to be said, this is so very important. And the, the term for this is not focused awareness. It's built attention, building the attention that we so desperately need these days. You know what I mean? 
you know, the, the, the thought that, you know, was, uh, what is social media, YouTube videos, TikTok. I mean, there's a perfect, the, the absolute worst version of the world is when you watch those TikToks or those shorts on YouTube and Facebook has their own, I don't know what it's called, but you watch them and they're like, what, a minute long? And it, it just keeps feeding you. It keeps feeding you these these shots one after the other, you know, about a minute long, and it's not building attention. You're not really in the moment. You're just kind of looking at it and expecting, hoping to get that uh, quick dopamine hit from it. And it, it's, it, I mean, it's just alluring. I get it. I've gotten, I've gone down those rabbit holes myself. I understand the reason why people love it, but it's not healthy especially for the mind and by building the attention and being able to focus more deeply on things, you can change your life. This is such a huge point. And we just live with low attention spans these days, you know, not being able to focus. And I think the younger generation, I, I hope they'd get better, but then TikTok comes along and it just throws it in a tailspin. And I, I look at it now and say, no, the attention spans aren't getting better. They're getting worse. And you see all these these uh, syndromes that come out. And I say, no, I mean, the, a, lot, a lot of these things, it could just be related to not being able to focus. So instead of trying to build your focus naturally, you know, listen to music and focus on one instrument for five minutes straight or meditation or you know when watching videos just to be able to get you know get really into the lesson and the story that they're telling you you know things that can build your attention naturally and then come back and say does this person need drugs no we don't do that instead we just go straight for the drugs you know and feeding children some of these these aggressive drugs with tons of side effects i mean that that is never never a solution to it now i don't like please don't take offense if you've gone through this and in your life you've seen it or you yourself had this challenge when you were younger everybody's situation is different but i'm always i'm always in the sense that let's try the natural solution first and see where that takes us and you know building attention spans can change the world in the sense that not only do you react slower to situations and you enjoy situations in your life journey even more, but you're also going to react better in emotional states. So if somebody insults you, somebody says something you don't agree with, you're not going to be as quick to anger because having that you know deeper attention span just creates space. So in that moment, you can actually think things through and you can feel in the moment without having to express yourself. So it really is. I mean, and it is the only path into the zone, that elusive zone that everybody wants to try and find. I mean, you need a much higher attention span to be able to enter that whenever you want. Now, people with low attention spans, they can they can enter it as well. I mean, if you if you focus on something you really enjoy, you might find yourself, you know, jumping into it you might not even expect it to. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, with having a higher attention span, it just, you know, you can create that zone-like experience whenever you want. So that when you start down that road and you have the thing in front of you with it all set up and you're ready to go, you have the attention span to focus in on that first thing. And then eventually you're just going to flow into it. 
It's almost like being shot out of a cannon. You're just going to flow into that thing that we call the zone. Leading to those faster solutions, leading to those faster completions, leading to those more efficient solutions that are going to you know, last much longer and just leading to a better life overall. You know, it's, it's an illusion. It's a complete illusion that multitasking is the faster method. So if there's like, if I were to talk to any employers, any managers of, you know, significant size teams, that if you can go in and have people create a deeper focus on their job, I'm telling you, it's going to work out in your favor. This is the more efficient way to go. And I can see, I can see some of the newer corporations. Uh, what do they have? Like, they have like video games. They have like, what is it like, uh, ski ball or basketball? And they they know that by focusing the body on another task, you naturally relax the mind. Now, I would say to them, you know, have a meditation room, have a room where people can take naps. What are they? Uh, siestas, and and I think that would even add to it more. Because then it creates more of a calm environment. It creates the ability to have that space. And it also creates the acceptance of if somebody is just sitting there, you know, deep in thought that that's okay. They don't have to be pretending to work on that computer to make it look like they're not, you know, pulling their weight. That they can actually sit and think things over and come to the best solution as possible Instead of creating that tension is like, you know, I'm watching you, the boss standing in the corner, micromanaging, I'm watching you. And then the tension comes. So you're like, oh, look, look, I'm typing on my computer. I'm clicking, I'm clicking, I'm doing things. Please don't fire me. I need this job. And that's, you know, it just, it just ends up being a very uh, disturbed environment. And I think in the end, when you come home, you're exhausted, you're unhappy, you know, you're thinking, I need to find another job. You're thinking, hey, what got me to this point in my life and how do I get out of it? How do I make it better? You know, the reason for this is because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you're not doing it in the most healthy and calm of ways. Uh, so, yeah, before I go into the quotes, I did want to mention automation. This is technology coming in and trying to prove me wrong. It's a, it makes multitasking seem possible, but I don't see it as multitasking. I see automation as like artificial intelligence. You have something else helping you. It's like your own virtual assistant, you know, this, 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 this robotic assistant that can help you with things. I'll give you an example. So I used to be in uh, the tech support field years and years ago. And you, you get these situations where a computer or laptop is almost completely beyond saving. So there's so many problems with it. It has a virus. It's completely, it's completely gone. So even if you tried to go in and clean these things manually and fix all the problems, it's not as quick a solution. It's not as efficient as just re-imaging it. So by re-imaging it, you're taking a fresh image without all those problems, putting it on, and then you reinstall all the software that they needed. So that route takes about an hour, give or take. It's just much quicker than taking the five hours it would take to clean the computer, and then you don't know what's going to pop up again down the line. So there you go. Come to the most efficient solution that 
all the IT folks used over the years. And in that case, I can then have like 20 computers in front of me and I can multitask them. And the reason I can multitask them is because there's a re-imaging program. There is a profile restoration program. So there's this software that does these specific tasks. I run all 20 at the same time. And then all I do is monitor what it's doing. So that when I need to click here, I need to click here, I need to get the next task here, I can just go back and forth between each of them. But again, I don't see that as multitasking. I see that as those two programs that I mentioned being like an extra set of hands. So that's what I see down the road. Automation, artificial intelligence uh, is going to create these situations where you have robotic assistance. And in, in, in work and in, in, in your personal life, uh, these are going to create the ability to not do as much, which I do believe is a good thing. I know there's a talk of AI eventually taking over and killing us all. I'm very optimistic about that. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's going to be okay, everyone. I, I'm not going to dive deep into the reasons why I think that. Let's just say that for a future episode. Okay, got a couple of quick quotes for you here this week. First one comes from the person with the most amazing name I've ever heard. This is a quote from Mokokoma Mokono Anna. Our mind cannot be freed in the present moment while we are caged by the illusion of multitasking. Again, our mind cannot be freed into the present moment while we are caged by the illusion of multitasking. I got really nothing extra. I've already kind of said everything I need to say. This person just hit the nail on the head. It's true. I mean, you keep thinking if I multitask, then I'm going to come to the solution quicker. This is how I have to live my life. The only way that is possible is if I switch back and forth between it. It's like I can get 20 things done in the time that it would take me to get one. And that's an illusion. And that's what you say is an illusion of multitasking holds the mind in a cage because then you don't allow it to receive the most efficient and best solutions for the moment. And when you focus in on that and you get that, you know, built train of thought that builds the energy that eventually leads to the solution, that's a free mind. And the other one here is from a fellow named Dave Crenshaw. He is the author of The Myth of Multitasking. Quote, There is only one timeline. There is only one you. Very simple. Very straight to the point. There's only one timeline in the sense that, you know, your task is the timeline, the the journey from the problem presented to you to the solution you eventually employ. And I think any issues within your personal life, any issues that come to you in your professional life, that's a basic rundown of what the timeline is. It starts out with a problem you have to solve and eventually leads to the solution that you present. Is it the best solution? Is it the most efficient solution? Well, those are other questions to ask. And I think multitasking is not going to lead you to that, you know, best and most efficient solution. 
So if there's only one timeline, problem to solution, and there's only one you to figure out the problem to solution, then you need to realize that you can only work on one problem and solution at one time. Because as you go down that road and build that momentum, if you cut it off in the middle, I think in a lot of cases, especially with the more complicated problems, you have to start back at the beginning again. You might not even realize that you have to do this, but you lose all that momentum. And that you just keep like spinning your wheels, it's going to take much longer. So there's only one timeline, there's only one you states that there's that problem in front of you, there's a solution at the very end that you need to focus on that before going on to the next thing. Anyway, that's it for the show, everyone. I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. Again, very quick way to support me. Just leave me a review. Apple, Spotify, however you listen, just go in there and say, oh, Daniel does a wonderful job. He's a, a lovely guy. I love his voice. He he puts me to sleep. I, I can't, can't listen to him. He's, he's uh, you know... Uh, He's a very aggressive and abrasive. I, I don't really, <laughs> I hope that's not the case. But, you know, however you feel, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear it, and I, I love for other people to hear it as well. Anyway, thanks, and I'll talk to you next week.